Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts. Schnitzel Boys, Tuesday edition. It was, uh, it muted just in time to tell that we were the Schnitzel Boys. Big, loud opening for you guys at home. How you doing? How you feeling? We're the Schnitzel Boys. How you doing, Bjorn? I'm good. I'm uh, coming at you from uh, Guatemala City. I'm, I'm, it's halftime right now. NYCFC is playing Comunicaciones FC. I'm watching it live. It's 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 uh, uh it's light out. Unusually late here in Guatemala. Yeah, it's light. There's also no one at the stadium. It seems like you have a private well, experience. Everybody there. went. You know, I tried to go for a quiet spot so that I'm I'm not you know messing ah. up the audio and stuff. Gotcha. Um, they have COVID restrictions, so there's only nine thousand people here. So I was able to go over to this corner. There's one guy behind. Mm-hmm. Me. There's one guy in a yellow shirt. I see sort him. Of watching. Nice. He's just kind of watching me. Everybody is he the other? Is he the other NYCFC yeah. fan there? Yeah, there's a handful of people. Oh. They all have these um, uh, blue kind of Guatemalan hats that they're wearing. But I didn't. Hey, it's them, so. NYCFC colors. So. Yeah. Um, um, it's halftime right now. It's one-one, so a little bit of a shaky performance, but hopefully. I know you. I know you went down there with a bunch of friends. I'm sorry they all got murdered on arrival, but I apologize. You're the only guy left. But it's oh. nice that. But it's nice that you're there to commit to the game, and then before you're going to fly home, file a police report. So it's nice. Yes. Yes. You. Uh, um... <laughs> Guatemala is the murder capital of the world. For those of you that don't understand what I'm getting at, is that is that yeah. actually true? Is there is this? Uh... It's, either, it's either Guatemala or Honduras, but I'm pretty sure it's Guatemala. Yeah, I mean, I've read an article about it where it's like happens. It's crazy just how much it happens. Well, it's like a it's like because essentially Guatemala City is like run by, not run by, but or, you know, run by gangs. That's why gangs, I my man, yeah. my man over there. Oh, that's your security. Well, I'm hoping. I mean, he is here for security, which. I'm hoping that's my. Oh, what do you mean? You're hoping? Oh. oh, okay, got it. So it's general security. So yeah. NY, so we are broadcasting live during NYCFC's second away leg yeah. against Comunicaciones, and it is one-one at the half. It was three-one in, in Hartford, Connecticut last week in front of a bunch of Guatemalans. Yeah, it was crazy. Now it's now it's in front of less Guatemalans in Gua, in Guatemala. And it's one one at the half, so so still a two goal cushion for NYCFC, yep. but it's not they're not running away with it. It's a pretty tight game, pretty tight yeah, series. Team looks team looks a little uh, tired, maybe. I mean, they've been just traveling so much. They had, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you were you were there for part of it. Los Angeles, so mm-hmm. Costa Rica, Vancouver, Canada. 
then we get back to New York finally for a game this this uh, Saturday, and now back to Guatemala. So, you know, the team could be forgiven for being a little, little sloppy, which they were. And yeah, uh, and they, they have a they have a friendly in Qatar right after that, and a friendly in Australia right after that, and then they have to get back home. And, uh, yeah, a couple of MLS <laughs> games on Mars, and uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, the good news is that they. It got to Mars, so so it works. We, we've never done that before, so it's nice that they did it. Yeah, it's good to, uh, it's good to be No, a la violencia from CONCACAF. I wonder if that's in reference to Ukraine or Mexico or both. Probably Mexico. It's hard to... No, I think probably Mexico, I would say, in this yeah. case. Maybe. Yeah. So NYCFC in their bright orange kits. They've been getting yeah, a lot of play no, out that. The Bowie, the Bowie kit by me. Well, oh, just because Mars. of David Bowie? Yeah, you no, know, there's a famous picture of david bowie with that sort of lightning bolt painted through his face all oh, right this is and it's uh, an orange it's uh well it's close enough you know so you sound tired my friend uh is it because of your ikea kitchen design <laughs> <laughs> you're designing an ikea kitchen before, what about that for a segue before before i went to guatemala i had to, uh i had this project <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to move and, and we the, the place we're moving into needed a new kitchen, so I'm taking mm-hmm. on this IKEA kitchen project and it really is taking everything taking everything I had. It's just sort of I mean I was I was you know, everybody's we hear about these supply chain issues I was able to overcome. Yeah. I thought everything and I got all the parts right in time for the installation to begin and then Today was the second day of the, and I just kept getting these uh, uh, texts by the installer saying like, oh, this is missing, this is missing. So I basically wow. drove, this was the first day, this was the first time ever in my life where I've been, where I went to two different Ikeas in one day. Oh, in one day, that's which, impressive. Which I have not, uh, which I had not done ever before. Did you get all the parts? Did you get all the parts? I did get all the parts in the end. And then uh, there was one, there were a couple parts that were coming via FedEx that had right. arrived yesterday. And and so I thought I had everything. I was feeling good. And then I opened one of the FedEx boxes and somebody, instead of putting two of the same in the box like they were supposed to, they put one correct one and then one random completely unrelated part <laughs> as the second That's Ikea. which yeah. uh that really i i just i just felt completely defeated at this point well so, get us excited i'm excited do you have that fancy thing in europe all kitchens have this like microwave french press coffee thing like put in the wall i don't know like what? like it's common what get us excited I, about I, Michael, I that's I want one of those. What are you talking about? No, it's Michael like they all have they all have like one of in, in the old in the old days here in America you'd build two ovens, one on top of each other. Which never made any oh, sense to yeah, me because yeah, one yeah. is always used as storage. Then I think they stopped doing that and they have like a microwave oh, oven thing that makes more sense. But in Europe, because I watch a lot of House Hunters International, in Europe I know I know that a lot of like homes all have this fancy, like all the newer homes, a fancy stainless steel, like I think French press coffee maker thingy thing as part of the setup, as opposed to like a microwave or an oven or something. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is 
tell us about your kitchen. What do you got? What, what, what appliances are we talking here? What is it? What are we talking? So this is not a fa- This is a very simple. <laughs> this is a very simple thing. I'm using uh, the the stove that was already there. I don't. I'm not buying a new stove. I did buy a dishwasher. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's I a, have one. I still have never used it. I need to use really? it because because I clean it by hand via via habit, and my stuff is really dirty because I'm bad at cleaning it by hand. So okay. I need to like I need to just give it to the dishwasher and let them go. And you know what? I bought these crazy things, these chrome rainbow. I, I bought a fork and knife set, and it was a chrome rainbow thing from mm. from Walmart, and they look cool, but they they're hard to clean. Because they're just covered in water spots, and they have to be like spotless for it not oh, to show, yeah. show any water spots on it. So that's sort of the side effect of having this cool chrome rainbow um, besteck, uh, uh, besteck. Uh, silverware. Yeah, silverware. And uh, I, it's just like it's impossible to clean them. So I just like I need to. I like to always be whenever I see something cool and different, I always go for it. And at the end of the day, that's how I learn why things are the way they are. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, but yeah, that's why I should have gotten silver because you can see way less stains on it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to need some new cutlery. That's just still pro- still in progress. Um, Communication has just hit the post. Actually, this thing, uh, this is not, this is not done. This game, they keep. Nah. What minute are you at? I'm at forty nine forty. Yeah. You might be a little bit ahead of me. 42, I guess. I'm a couple seconds behind you. Ah, yeah, this was okay. a this was like a minute ago. I didn't want to interrupt. But uh yeah. yeah, this could still be could get exciting. I think we're just we're like content to kind of give up a lot of set pieces. So they keep hammering crosses mm. into the box, and you know, most of them come to nothing, but but if you do that enough, something's gonna happen. I don't know. Yeah, well, that brings me to my perfect game, the New York Red Bulls versus Minnesota United game. Over wow, the that was crazy, huh? Yeah, the the New York Red Bulls played well. They held the ball. They dominated. They got a penalty that Klimala missed, which one of the terribly taken penalty, terrible penalty, yeah. soft into the middle. And then in the second half, there was an even bigger handball and the referee just said no thanks. He's just like nope. He just ran off, and it's like yo, that's a handball under get, any letter of the law. Only get one of those a game. Yeah, which is like it was a more obvious handball than the one in the first half. The first half was one of those was like debatable. Second half not debatable. That's hand to ball, and he made his arm long, bigger to make his body bigger. That that's the letter of the law no matter how you take it down. And the referee just went, nope, moving on. You know, and that's one of those back to our VAR argument. It's like major moment should be checked and analyzed. So, uh, but maybe the New York Red Bulls will just miss that too. We'll see. And then Minnesota United off one of their few set piece opportunities were able to score a goal and then they won one, nothing. So we had some predictions last week. We were doing this new fun thing where we're predicting and our MLS predictions were, uh, I wrote these down. Mine was Here. that New York Red Bulls were going to win two nothing at home. And in my defense, if they scored both those penalties, they would have done it. Uh, so that was a lie. I mean, that game was crazy. I only watched some of it, but I think I looked after the XG. I think like the Red Bulls had three plus three or more. And yeah, they just had a lot of chances. It, it was a lot of it was a lot of like kind knips. A lot of like they just can't finish this thing. So. It was also Lukinia's first batch of minutes. He was greeted at the in New York Newark Air 
Rappaport just a day or two prior. So they plugged him right in the team. And they still got another guy coming out. Overall, I'm still feeling good. The New York Red Bulls slash New York Metro Stars have never, ever, ever won their first three games in the season. Oh, okay. And this would, if they won that game, that would have broken a record. So not a record-breaking team, but we're still starting off pretty good, and I'm liking it. This is a good – we're in the right mental shape for the rest of the season. Charles so, Margo. Oh, Charles oh, yeah. Margo. There you go. So 2-1 for NYC. 2-1. Which NYC. is five to two on aggregate, right? That means also off a set piece, kicking okay. it in. So and... away goals, away goals are still a tiebreaker in Concacaf Champions League. So that means Comunicaciones now needs five to advance. Yeah. So in, in thirty minutes, or something. Oh, all right, time to relax. Time to yeah, relax. Yeah. I have this ongoing and this Talis Magno goal. I have this ongoing feud with this guy. Uh, his name is Matt. Who? Uh, who sits next to me in Yankee Stadium, or yeah. in front of me rather? And he just thinks Talis is uh, is a bust. He thinks he's not good <laughs> already, <laughs> even though even though you signed him what two uh, months ago? Uh, well, now last year, yeah, he is a, he's not a believer, and I keep saying no, no, no. You just wait. And uh, oh, here he is texting me right now. I know, I know. He says, "Yep." Oh well, good. Good that good that he good that he admits his fault. You know what? It's easy to be like because like with me with Clem a lot. It's easy to be like that guy's a total bust. But sometimes they have a breakthrough year. Like as a New York Red Bulls fan, BWP was such a weird, obscure, nonsensical player the first season he was here. Right, right, right. We signed him to a weird like not not a lot in MLS, but a lot to us. He was making like three hundred k on the roster. Most of our players weren't making that at all. And, you know, who was he? He was Sean Wright Phillips' brother. Yeah. He was from he was from the lower leagues. Uh, and we're just like, who is this guy? In the first half of the season, because he came, I think, over the summer and played a half season with us, he didn't do anything. I don't think he scored any goals. So we're like, what is up with this guy? And then, like, like nothing in his career ever, he just exploded and became one of the most prolific goal scorers in MLS history and for yeah. us. And he's just a great player. So with a guy with that kind of history, you always have to believe. Like New York Red Bulls, over over the years, we've always had these players who are like, "Who? What? What is that?" And they've come, and they've just played for us so well and done such great things. I think Lewis Morgan has the potential to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, a first half hat trick. He could have scored four. And he also had a pretty good game. Well, he did not. Sorry, he actually did not have a great game against Minnesota. But it seems like he is uh, like plugged right into that team and ready to go. So yeah, I'm all about seems, it. He seems one. He seems like one of those guys who has the right qualities for the league. Like he, yeah, we'll see. And uh, and also we have a we signed Frankie Amaya from FC Cincinnati. Yeah, he looked and, good too. And Frankie Amaya, a, a very forgettable player. Um, just, you know, youth time, a little bit of Cincinnati, and no one can remember anyone since he. Uh, but he's come, and he's come swinging. He's become a key player for us, you know. So Red Bull scouting department for the win. Uh, they just do a really good job scouting obscure players and making them important. So I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm all about it. Uh, yeah, so. I, I oh, last week. No, what were you going to say? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to talk about uh, Inter Miami for a minute, but uh... let's do that. I was just we'll do that, and we'll talk Concacaf Champions League because I think the bigger the bigger story that looms over MLS. There's a couple stories. One is you know, Charlotte still not getting it done, <laughs> of course. Uh, but but the big story is is this ongoing failure in Concacaf Champions League that MLS clubs have, and this year 
Don't want to jinx it. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. We got we got four MLS teams, and all four of them, with the exception of maybe Montreal, are looking like they could get through. They're in a good position and to get it's through. The, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's the quarterfinals, we should say. So yeah. So if so, uh, there's if eight the, teams left, four of which are MLS teams, three are Liga MX teams, and one is Comunicaciones, which is about to get eliminated. Hopefully, nothing crazy happens here. Well, NYCFC is doing their thing. And then Seattle and uh, the New other England. one. Is it Colorado? No. New England. Well, uh, Seattle and New England did a great for, had great first legs. Yeah. So we're hoping they can pull up. Montreal, were, they're 1-0 down against against their guy. Against uh, I don't know. Are they at home? Yeah. That's Cru- Cruz And do they have to go to Cruz Azul next? I think they lost at home. No, right? they uh, no, they won. They lost on the road. They won. Um, oh, so they're at home they're tomorrow with home. only a yeah. one goal deficit. See, that's and not both. That's possible both. either. You know? Yeah. And New England beat Pumas 3 0, three right? Seattle also and won 3 0 at home, I believe. Against. Um, I mean, there is uh, a slight. That would be crazy, and that would still be cockap. If after years of MLS clubs not being able to win it, Mexico dominating, that they finally win it by having all four semifinalists be able to look like they guarantee, yeah, like after not winning it, they dominate, and all four MLS teams are in the semifinals, um, which yeah. is probably won't happen, but could happen. I, I would just, yeah. Cruz Azul is probably the best of the mexican team so they still if they make it past montreal they're going to still be a formidable yeah they formidable can... team to beat but no this is looking better this is looking better than it ever has really for mls teams and it's an you know the Concacaf champions league doesn't get a whole lot of attention the you know ratings are low and people but it is a big you know it's it's important in terms of the overall ambition of right Soccer, right? Like they, they it's a t- it's a ticket to the FIFA Club World Cup. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a literal competitive measure against your direct competitors, your neighbors. It's about dominance in the region, you know. And if MLS, you know, Mexico is the dominant league in the region. If MLS wants to be the next big thing, which it keeps talking about, then it has to show some dominance uh, in the region. It has to, you know, before you want to compare yourself to England, you got to compare yourself to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so this is how they do it. Now, granted, there's other variables at play. I still believe that this should be done in the fall when MLS is entering its second half of the season because North America, for the most part, other than USA and Canada, operates a operatura clausura system, which is a fall season, spring right, season. Right. So in the fall, Mexico and Central America and Costa Rica, which is in Central America, they're 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 all, they're in form. They're just as in form as they're in the spring. The only difference is we're in form as well. So I think yeah. if MLS is your second biggest league in the region, it makes no sense to have your North American Championship, where your second biggest league is playing at a disadvantage form wise. That makes no sense. So like in my opinion, they should play the the knockouts. It should be calendar wise. They should play the knockouts in the fall, and it actually helps because the winner then we'll directly go to the FIFA Club World Cup and be in its best shape oh, as well. Right, right there's, there's no, there's no okay. six-month gap where they sold all their best players, you know. Um, yeah. So that that would be me. If Stefan's CONCACAF president, I would do that change. I could uh, I could get behind that. I think, I mean, they're the, the, they keep tinkering with the format. It's clearly still sort of... 
I think I think the way they're doing it is correct. My one change would just be a calendar adjustment. Like I like the fact that the groups, like the MLS and the Mexican clubs or whatever, aren't in the group stages anymore. Uh, uh, right? And then they do that, or essentially they start right no, around no, sixteen. It's just, it's just, yeah. just a double double limit, you know, two two game. Oh, that was almost a mess. No, and then yeah, and then like uh, the group stages for the Caribbean and Central American clubs. That makes sense because they should have a pre qualifier. Like I think, I think the format makes sense to me. Uh, the the one change I would do is just the calendars. Because, right. you know, imagine what what's the set like, I don't know. It's hard to, 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 it'd be like if this, if the Copa Libertadores in South America was played during the Argentinian calendar, but against the Brazilian calendar, you know, and then it'd be like, okay, so one of your dominant leagues is going to do well and the other is not going to do well. It kind of obscures the championship. But with all that being said. Yep. The MLS season gets longer. It's sort of earlier this year, so technically all these games are happening during the season. So there's not, yeah, you know, they I should be in form. Um, and uh, you know, it's definitely a lot of games early. I mean, this is our this is now NYCFC's seventh competitive game of the season, whereas all other MLS teams, you know, are like three games in right. now, and so it's very... And this was a month ago, right? Wasn't it February 15th was the first? I believe yeah. February 15th was... Mm-hmm. So it's been exactly a month. You already have seven competitive seven games. That's a busy games. schedule. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot of traveling. No, it's a lot for a club right out of preseason. That's a lot. And that's that's a lot. why we now have just seen a quadruple substitution. That's right. On NYCFC. Bunch of people getting some rest, which they really need. Hopefully, we can just sort of see this out. And Who are you playing over the week? Uh, we're playing the Philadelphia Union at home. Uh, in, oh, in that's a tough game. They have a chip. Yeah. They have a bit of a chip on their shoulder from this. Uh, uh, from last year. The, the Philly. The Philly fans keep insisting on on social media that uh, that our MLS Cup championship deserves an asterisk next to it because uh because philly was uh so decimated by COVID in the in the that's true East, in the eastern conference that's true. i agree with them i agree with them yeah uh 100 percent you agree with them <laughs> that's true that's just the way of the world these days you know um a lot of variables a lot of luck it was a smash and grab it was a smash and grab victory they were COVID. just they even have a certain goalkeeper you can only squeak out what a one nothing win Two to one, we won. Yeah. Well, still. Well, it was kind of a we. You know, I think the the. Um. Well, anyway, if we want to rehash this, which <laughs> I'm happy to, you know, the, the the a few days earlier, it's not like this would have been such a such an automatic win for them. A few days earlier, in the last day of the season, they only could squeak out a one-one tie against us while we were a man down for most of the game. So it's not like they were just they would have just killed us. And plus, you know, it was also there was a weird change in psychology, I thought at the time, because, you know, like we were on short rest coming into Philly and kind of maybe almost being a little bit of the underdog. And then then this COVID thing happened. And all of a sudden it was like, now you really are supposed to win this game. And I think it was weighing a little heavy on the team. Yeah, you, anyway. went, you went from you went from Jungian to Freudian. I remember that press conference. The psychology change. The psych- I remember you said you said the change. I remember when I remember when Ronnie Dyla came out and being like, "We have changed our philosophy. We no longer subscribe to Carl Jung. We are now a Sigmund Freud. We're now a Sigmund Freud team." 
I, I was always one of the weirdest press conferences I ever seen, but I, you know, I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. I was like, well, I mean, good on them for changing their philosophical. It's really like really more <laughs> or their psychological. Jungian. More of a young yeah. in general, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a real young team. Boom, boom. All right. So, CONCACAF Champions League. Thumbs up at MLS. I don't want to speak too soon. I can't tell you. There was a game. This would have been like Champions League Final 2010 or 2009. Where like Real Salt Lake were up like 4 nothing, and there was 10 minutes to go. And the other team scored five goals and won 5-4. Like it was one of those things where whenever MLS – I'm exaggerating, but it had that feeling to it. Whenever MLS were about to finally do it, a Mexican team in the last 10 minutes was turned on. Like, it was just always such a tease. So so there's all these podcasts and stuff where everyone's like, hey, we're up 3 nothing. It's looking good. Cut gap. I kind of want to wait till the second legs are over. However, it is looking good. However, if if all, three, if all three Mexican teams eliminate the MLS teams this week, I would not be surprised. I'd be like, I've seen this that before. Week? That's happened. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, four well, nothing, four think, nothing, two nothing wins for Mexican I clubs. Why New not? England, I think New England and New England and Seattle are going to make it. I think. Montreal, no, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I think but, Montreal is not going to not going to make it, and so then I think you know. Then well, we'll they're see. at home, and and you, do you know do you know do you know what Cruz Azul is famous for in Mexico? Mm. Screwing the pooch, it's called Atzulial, Cruz Azul oh. to Atzulial something. Essentially, it's like, oh, I shrewded it. You know what I mean? It's a like Mexican term for oh, screwing okay. it up. So oh. Cruz Azul screws things up. Wow. So let's hope let's hope the Atsuliar against Montreal. But I'll tell you, I would not be as satisfied if the semifinals were an all-MLS affair. Because I'm like, oh, man, like where'd the competition? Like, I want Mexican okay. clubs to be there. I, I want the final to be an MLS club versus a Mexican club. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, I've said this before. Like, I thought the, the right before COVID, we had that game against Tigres, and it was one of the most exciting uh um right nycfc matches i was i've i've been at and so yeah i'm all for it i think it's a great you know we have other we'll have the, the there's the nations league there'll be other opportunities there's more and more of these kinds of tournaments where we you mean the league's cup you're saying the league's is cup. that what it's called the league yeah yeah nations league is with the national oh, teams the, right that makes sense yeah which um, i'm very curious how that'll work yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So we'll get more opportunities, and it's fun. I think you, 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 you know what I was very suspect of, but has been surprisingly fun is the Campiones Cup. That one, the yeah, one-off yeah. game between the MLS. I, I thought that was just like I don't know what that's supposed to be, but for whatever they've been, some really fun, exciting games. They've been cool. Well, games. I guess who is representing MLS in that? This this NYCFC. It's going to be at Yankee Stadium then, I guess. Or is it going to be in Hartford? Where's that? No, it's going to be in Yankee Stadium. That's unnecessary. But well, uh, were were you part of that really cool? Were you part of that really cool? I don't know if you saw the cover photo. I don't know if you saw the. I don't know if you saw the name of this week's episode. I'm really. Uh, I, I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I, were you part I, of the great unveiling? On your restraint that you waited until 27 <laughs> minutes in to bring this up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, I need to put a photo up. What's been the viral photo? Oh, it's been this ridiculous NYCFC banner. It's like a three foot by two foot tiny ass banner. That's, put what up. I was, uh, that's what I was saying in the stadium as it was happening. I was like, they said they sent the intern to Kinko's and they were like, oh, all we can do is three by five. That's as big as our printer. I think, I think that's exactly right. what happened. Um, 
And yeah. it's funny, it's you guys are even playing that stadium, which is hilarious. So the banner is not even a present at games because you're in Hartford or wherever you are. Uh oh, uh oh. Comunicaciones just scored a goal, my friend. Oh, there they did. Yeah. Look the beginning of the comeback is now. They need to score four more goals, I think. Right. Vamos, comunicaciones. Vamos. They need three more. They need. They need something. What you're. So. Are you uh, sure? Or yeah. what am I missing? No, away ga- away goals still away goals still count. In oh, they do count. Oh, I thought they didn't count. So they're the tiebreaker. So they need five. They need to win five to two to advance. So this kind of a sloppo. Well, a good save from Sean Johnson, but then straight to the no no defender was there to to clean it straight to the Comunicaciones oh, forward to yeah. tap it. Yeah, in. this is not. I mean, we're not gonna. This is not. Um, this is not going to be the goal, the the game that we show people when we try to convince them that we're good. No, oh, it's a, but, it's a road uh, tie and the crazy. So, anyway, so you right. you you were making fun of a the banner and b the fact that we play in Hartford sometimes. Which one, which one, which one are we focusing on? I mean, that's just the first two. I have a whole other <laughs> list. I can yeah. I got a whole I got a whole other list. Uh, var var is checking. This may come back. Oh really? Um, not not on my replay. I think you're watching an NYCFC oh, oh, fan-friendly yes. broadcast. Oh, I guess I'm a few All seconds right. behind you. I was going to say, my broadcast doesn't have that. <laughs> my broadcast is <laughs> just saw the play. Yeah. Too. Do I, need to go I think you're at NYCFC. No, it's all good. Wait, I'm just, I'm you know, the stadium's this, coming. This is and, the, how is uh, this possible? I am live in the stadium. How do you see things before? <laughs> before? Oh, because, oh, because I brought... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You're at the stadium and you're on a delay. Wait. I'm watching on TV and I'm I'm watching events before you. I'm on, oh, you know what? I'm on Fox Sports. I, I, this is a precognition broadcast special. Oh, uh, the the broadcast is five minutes faster than the actual live event, which is very that, cool. That's incredible. This raises this, so many metaphysical questions. Well, it's just it's got this really cool. It's just this new TV I bought. Oh. It broadcasts sporting events five minutes before they actually happen. Amazing. It's That's worth amazing. it's worth I it's 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 30 extra bucks but it's worth it. I highly recommend. Can it. you uh, can you take advantage of that with the, can you bet on things? I guess it's, it's too uh, oh, sorry, sorry. The FBI, the FBI is listening. The FBI is listening. But real, real quick, there's a great Netflix documentary called Bad Sport where they talk about um betting. They talk, they talk about the the Italian scandal. But my favorite was um Headache was his name. Uh, they talk about the an Arizona basketball scandal where the players bet on themselves and threw the games yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like that. Uh, it was very cool. I highly recommend it. It's like clear that the, the guy had a gambling problem, unfortunately. But like they'd be like down six points, but he bet that they'd be only down three points. So like in the last seconds of the game, he like ran his ass on the other side of the field and tried to hit a three. You know, it's it's, it's very clear. Like everybody, everybody's just like, "What? Why is he doing that?" It's just very clear he bet on himself. <laughs> he's got other. He's got, he's got his mind in other things, oh, no. uh, but also very sad because he ruined a very promising career. Um, uh, so back to this banner. I mean, okay. Oh, do you, how much more do you have to talk about this tiny rinky dick thing? Let me just communicate uh, what I feel. I feel it communicates the fact that the Yankees don't really want the Yankees fans to know that soccer happens at their stadium. That's what it feels like to me. Well, if you want, I mean, if you want to speak about facts, it seems it apparently, well, first. Yeah, sugarcoat it, sugarcoat it for me. I cannot, I cannot defend this thing. I mean, (laughs) they may, 
They made us come early. There was emails were sent out. Come early. Oh my God. Comunicaciones again. Wait a minute. Oh, they did just score. Dude, it's happening. The destruction is happening. So they only need two more goals, dude. Oh my God. This is just a mess of a game. Whenever you bring up the banner, NYCFC loses. What a weird sort of jinx that is. What a weird curse. Again, uh, set piece, set piece, set piece, wide open in front. Everybody's outside. What is the deal here? What? No, he's off. No, they're outside. That guy was on. That guy's off. No, But the the defenders are sleeping. That's the second time that one Kabutikosionis in front of the goal scored while the other defenders were ball watching. The guy touches the ball. He's offside. Is he? Let's see it one more time. Oh, he dummies it, but that's still like... He's wait in an minute, offside, wait he's wait in wait offside position. I don't think that can count. I'm going to say this will come No, he's, that's very tight. You're right. He is maybe a slight. He's a little bit offside. He's, I think. he's off and he dummies it. Yeah, there's no way. This can't count. Well, you said, well he, he didn't touch the ball. You're saying because yeah, he interfered he, with he the play? With, uh, I mean, he's, yeah. he's making a move to the ball. I don't think this can count. Well, we'll see. It is CONCACAF, so we'll see. Well, he's talking to um, someone. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, so the yeah, banner, the banner. So, so you banner, went to the stadium for this great unveiling? Well, I mean, I went to the t- game. T- I went tell to the, game, the fans. But tell the were, fans at they home. Were email, they were emails sent. It's going to count. Uh, three to two. Uh, tell the fans at home how long it takes to commute in New York this, City. How, this, how does this count? Because the guy doesn't Because it's CONCACAF, Sabi. Oh, Tell the fans at home who may may not realize the New York metropolitan area how long it takes to get to a game. What that entails. What? For me to get to Yankee Stadium? Yeah, do you drive? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I in my New York days took a train. It took me an hour and a half to get to Jersey. It took about an hour, hour and a half to get up to Yankee Stadium. That's how long it takes for a regular person commute. Oh, right. So 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 you take an hour oh, to get up there. Forty-five minutes by train. It takes twenty minutes by car. If it's oh, well, that's that's vastly more convenient. Okay, so okay, well, that's not that big of a deal. But back in my day, I would take the train, I'd take the D train up to Yankee Stadium, and you know that could take up to an hour. And then you get up there, and then so you're there, and then they unveil this tiny ass, tiny little banner. Yeah, I mean, there there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of. Um, uh, um, Build up Which, to it. There's the there's some representatives of the supporters. Clubs are up in the rafters, and they have it covered with a with a blue cloth, which kind of, and I'm sort of imagining like Madison Square Garden, kind of you know, sort of these. I, I'm I'm imagining this thing sort of unfurling and like like right. uh, flowing down the and so it takes a while. There's some rain. It takes them a while to do it, and then finally. They uh, they do do it, and it's this tiny thing, and I'm like, what? So <laughs> what was the uh, reaction? What was the direct reaction when the banner yeah, fell? I mean, you know, it was we were all kind of just sort of shrugging it, you know, like there was they had a they played a cool video before, so we were definitely pumped up, but then the thing itself was uh, was disappointing. Womp, womp. But then womp, since womp. then, I have learned that the Yankee banners are even smaller that they have for their own. Uh, uh, for their own titles. So this is apparently a thing. Like you can't have it. You, you, they, they don't want you to have it bigger. And it's not just 
because they don't like soccer. It's just in general, these banners in Yankee Stadium are that size or smaller even. So that was the explanation. It's not. Yeah, but that's another example of like, you know, the soccer ain't baseball. So, you know, so soccer needs its own thing. So you need your own stadium with giant banners and you're only going to get the one so it can be as big as it needs to be because it covers the whole stadium. And what the Yankees have to have small banners because they win so much. NYCSC does not have that problem. It's a totally different problem. Than we, have, we have one more. When is the last time the Yankees won anything? 2009. I don't know. But, I mean, in their history, they've got hundreds of pennants, you know, don't they? Not hundreds, but they've got a lot. 27, I think is the Yeah, that's number. plenty. Yeah. I mean, NYCFC doesn't have 27 stars around their crest, right? They only got one. Um, <laughs> and then also, sometimes they have a zero, depending on which, which jersey you buy, apparently. Uh, but anyway... So, long story short, fun banner. I'm glad you were there. I guess I guess they're trying to um, make it. Uh, they're trying to try to make it seem like it's a regular thing. That it has to be that small. But anyway, back to our predictions. Back to our predictions. Back to our predictions. Yes. So, please, real quick, let's duck this out. I, I think I was like oh for three. I got. I saw. I saw Portland. Austin were going to have a tie, but no. Portland won at one nothing. So Austin's. Mm-hmm. Lightning began. So Austin and New York Red Bulls both had their train sort of slowed down, but in the third game. Although also Austin also played pretty well in that game, I would say. Um, yeah, just like yeah. New York Red Bulls. So so the season's I mean, looking good for both of them. Uh, and then I, I thought Atlanta, Atlanta were going to blow it against Charlotte. It was just a 2-1 win. Charlotte finally got a goal off a corner, so good for them. So I was essentially 0 for 3. Your, your prediction was NYCFC was going to beat Montreal 3-1. to uh, you predicted Seattle and Galaxy were going to tie one to one, and you predicted that New England was going to tie Real Salt Lake, and that New England Real Salt Lake game became sort of talk of the town. Oh, um, what was the opening? Didn't you won two one right against Montreal? We won four to one actually. Oh, four one. Oh wow, two extra goals. So that that was pretty on, on point. Seattle did beat Galaxy, uh, and it was more than one goal each. Uh, hey, who do we got? Who do we got on the chat here? We got someone named Max Bellenbaum who's swearing, saying the F word. Who's Kyle? Proud moment moment for me. Is Kyle, Kyle, is he a NYCFC player? Who's Kyle? Uh, On the chat, it says, what the F is up, Kyle? Who's Kyle? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, uh, either or, we could interpret chats all day. I can. I'm here in Guatemala. I cannot do any parenting. Yeah, you can't see the chat. Well, there's a chat. Oh yeah, are are you a are you a long distance parent? parent I'm, I'm do the whole... a long distance parent tonight, so I cannot. Uh, well, I cannot... we lost him. We're back to one viewer again. We were at two, which is the most I think we've ever had, and we're back that down was, to one. That was exciting. That was exciting. That was exciting. That was exciting. Uh, cool. So, and then, um, uh, yeah. So your your predictions are a little bit more. New England versus Real Salt Lake. Played in the snow. I didn't see the game, but of course, yeah. the notorious comments were afterwards. The players like stop the fucking game uh, <laughs> by one. Was it Carlos Gustavo Bo who said Carlos that? Hill. Yeah. Carlos Hill. Oh no, he Carlos Hill said that. He was uh, very. He was very displeased, and he said he would say the same thing if they had won. Which I don't know. I don't know. No, of course not. But if you are at home, and it's a snowball. You should win that. I mean, Real Salt Lake. Maybe oh someone named Funny Monkey on the way to number one, watched on YouTube. That's right. Thank you, Funny Monkey. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Uh, what what are your what are your opinions on the Concacaf Champions League and MLS opening weekend? 
Sure. Join the convo, yo. Join the convo. Uh, so, but they, they lost three to two against Real Salt Lake in a snowball. Um, I mean, essentially in MLS, where if you show up, they're like, we're going to try to make this game happen. I was at a canceled game once in my life. Also, snow, snow, snow. It never stopped snowing. Executives in suits were on the field with shovels, shovel, 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 and just wouldn't clear. So Don Garber walked the field, and I think he made the call. And Don Garber called the game off. This was the New York Red Bulls versus D.C. United playoff game of 2012, I think. And and the D.C. United were there, and they were supposed to all essentially come the next day, which I did. I came the next day, watched them play. And afterwards... Uh, ben Olsen was like, I don't know why they canceled it. We were ready to play, essentially playing the whole, like, I don't know why they can't the thing. But DC United ended up eliminating the New York Red Bulls anyway. It might have been the same game that Roy Miller missed that crazy free kick at the end there that I talked about before. So I've seen canceled games before, but that was literally because they couldn't clear it. They just couldn't clear it. It just kept CFC game canceled going. last season, right? Like after a rain out where there was a lot of back and forth and the, there were some puddles on the on the field and they were going to call it, but then they weren't. And then finally the referee came out and he tried to kick the ball around around midfield and there were puddles everywhere. He was like, we can't play in this. And so after yeah. people sat around for several hours, that was it. That's always a fun experience. Bjorn, I couldn't help but notice your body disappears sometimes. You just become a floating head. My body? Yeah, is that is that a Guatemalan water? Look, see, now you're gone. Now you're back. Sometimes your head, sometimes it's just your hat. Yeah. Um, well, I try. I'm just trying to, you know, because you were mentioning all the crime and how I'm in such danger here. I try That's to right. be a little stealth about it, you know, not be a, not be a constant target here for for any kind of any potential assassins or people who want me want to do me harm. So well, hold on. There's a guy behind you. Disappear. Disappear. Hurry. I think you have to go back. There you go. There you go. And you're gone. See, you just disappeared just like that. That's nice. I thought that. Oh, good. You're back. He's gone. The yellow shirt guy took care of him. So update. We've got three viewers, which is probably your son and two of his friends. But still, I love. This is a big broadcast for us. We've got three live viewers. uh, It's a lot. If you don't have Fox Sports and you want to keep, you want to stay, stay up to date with what's happening with Comunicaciones versus NYCFC, we will keep you updated. It's 82nd, 83rd minute. Comunicaciones is leading three to two, uh, but they need two more to advance. So hopefully. NYCFC is going to play this out. Tom, Heidi Ho, neighbors. A reference to one of my favorite sitcoms, Home Improvement. Oh, yeah. uh, 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 the, the, the lovely, what was his name? The guy who never showed his face. Howdy ho, neighbors. Um, oh, yeah, and was, uh, Tim uh, Allen and his say, kids would go through life. Guy recently at a coffee shop. Because like, you keep hiding your face? I don't know. Why, why, what reminded them? I think the hat. I had a sort of a similar hat on. Oh, you have a fisherman's hat? He's yeah. like a, he always had a fisherman's stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, sweet. So that's MLS. Uh, we got. Well, I, just um, to, I just wanted to say one more thing. Because last, last week I really ragged on uh, Gonzalo Higuain and how he, uh, uh, you know. Wilson. Thank you. That was his name. Thompson Wilson. Wilson. Right, Wilson right. Yeah. Wilson. Is, uh, Different Wilson, but same name. Sorry. You're ragging on Gonzalo Higuain. Oh, and then 
this this uh, this week Inter Miami lost again, and and his coach, uh, his coach Phil Neville turned on him and uh, basically said that well, anytime any team we play, their elite players step up, and our players do not. And I mean, who's he referring to? <laughs> And I, oh, there's I, a soap uh, opera going as the Inter Miami turns. I found, the soap myself, opera continues. I found myself feeling a little bad for Gonzalo Higuain, who I. Uh, yeah, that's uh, bad coaching. That's uh, that's Jose Mourinho technique right there. And Jose Mourinho is a dumpster fire of a coach. I know he was big. I know he has been successful in his day. But all Jose Mourinho does is whines and bitches about how his players aren't better. It's like, you're the coach. That's on you. You know what I mean? So for a coach to whine about a player not stepping up, that is just him being very passive-aggressive and using the media against his players, and I have no respect for that. Shame on you, Phil Neville. Shame on you. The, the Conte technique as well. Oh, well, Conte... The, I, I, Conte is, 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 is a fun, like, a little enigma because he does so well, but he only does after a season. He just gets real whiny, and people want to get rid of him. So he knows like, to not overstay his welcome. Yeah. yeah. He knows how to say his welcome. So we'll see how long he is at Tottenham. He also criticizes his board a lot. Conte's big criticisms are always against his owners and his board. I think that's been my experience. He's always just like, so I guess you know, we need more ambitions. We should be signing more, that kind of crap. That's what the Charlotte coach, that's where he's getting his uh, clues from, maybe. <laughs> well, he, he has no board. His board left to Columbus. There's no one to complain at. They're all gone. Uh, so speaking of Americans, is there anything else in MLS you wanna? I yeah, think. I crushed Brian Reynolds. That's why Brian Reynolds has to go to Belgium. Um, well, thank God. Thank God, Belgium is this nice European haven for Americans that things just go and play and get week in and week out, and just um, yeah, the Conte flip flop, one hundred percent. But any U.S. soccer fan would bend over backwards for Conte to be the head, the national team coach. I'll tell you that right now. Um, just in general, just in general, they want anybody with a name they can recognize from the news. Uh, speaking with great European managers, is there anything else in MLS we want to touch on? I think we're good. Um, speaking of great managers in Europe, Leeds United got a thrilling two-one victory over Norwich Ooh. over the weekend, coached by one Jesse Marsh, yep. who's only one win away for matching the American record of wins in the Premier League by a coach. Two oh, by Bob true. Bradley. Well, two by Bob Bradley. Two. I did yeah. that. I saw, I saw that on Reddit, but the reality is I think David Wagner got more. Or am I wrong? Because yeah. Although David Wagner is, sort of, is technically German. He got more uh, than two, sure. More than two. So I think that skew is a little bit. Eric Ten Hag for U.S. Men's National Team coach. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But the reality is the, the national team coach, I think the bigger issue isn't the name. I think it's a style. Like Eric Ten Hag and Antonio Conte, these guys are good week-to-week X's and O's managers. But a really great national team manager is not an X and, X and O manager. I think a great national team manager is just a man manager who just gets the best out of his players and motivates well and things like that. So I think in that direction we need to lean into – and I believe Bearhalter's biggest criticism is that he's just putting way too many tactics on these boys, like on their minds. So, so they're meeting and they're training these high press positional play tactics, and it's like the players are just like, I don't know, but we're trying, man. But it's like, this is too much to, well, to process in three days. But I know. think, 
but I think, but the, I mean, one can make that point, but at the same time, I would say that definitely he has, as a man manager, I think he has had its his success, had some success. No, like he's, you know, beat, you don't beat Mexico. Yeah, no, yes, they're, they're a very, very healthy locker room. Very healthy. People are showing up for him. I think there's, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I but agree. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I'm just saying that's the argument, people. But what oh, I'm saying is, people. It's four to two. Oh, did oh the Kumiko oh, Sonas? Oh, whoa! <laughs> oh, we um we might be on the verge of the stuff I was talking about, which is which is like never ever ever like count. I, I'm telling you. On Thursday, this is my prediction. On Thursday, all four MLS teams will be eliminated from the Concacaf Champions League. That is my prediction. That's my big bold prediction, my oh friend. Oh my god! What a choke of the century, Mac. We've seen other. We've seen. I've seen so chokes cool. like this so many times in the league. Um, they're American. What can you expect from them? That's right. The American He's, players. He shoot, shoots this like from midfield. What is Sean was, Johnson doing exactly? The NYCFC defense has been sleeping for the last 30 minutes. They need to freaking get up. This they need to figure it out. This is going to be, I wonder how much, I, it's CONCACAF. There's probably going to be like 15 minutes of stoppage time too for no reason. So we'll see what happens. So, so Kamidikasones, oh, 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 oh. Well, yeah. You're going to have to harp on that later. That might be topic for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Another, uh, Mister, aren't you? I thought you were the pro VAR referee guy. And so, aren't you all about it? Wait, what? I'm the pro. Yeah, I thought you said that VAR is implemented well. We check all things, and well, not in Concacaf, apparently. <laughs> I'd say not anywhere, apparently. Oh my god! But anyway, Leeds United beat Norwich two one. It was thrilling. It was lovely. It was a last minute goal. Um, Norwich got a last minute equalizer, and Leeds got a last minute winner. It was a lot of fun. And Jesse Marsh gets his first three points on Jesse, on Leeds. I am actually going to go to a Leeds game live in May. Oh, you I'm are? Gonna try, I'm going to try. I'm going to be in London, and I'm going to try to get my hands on a ticket to the Arsenal-Leeds Six game. Six minutes. That's Six right. Six minutes of stoppage time. For what? Him. I know. For what? No one knows where that came from. Stoppage time is just a willy-nilly guess these days. Are you kidding me? So for the viewers at home, Bjorn is sort of just watching a soccer game right now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm running up. Well, I'm running I know. I'm going yeah, but I but I but I'm 30 seconds ahead. I'm 30 seconds ahead. Oh my god. Uh oh man, man, man is coming in hot too. Oh Time to get the pitchforks. Sims is out. Time to kick out Sims. Congrats to Jesse and Liege. Sorry, we, we got the NYCFC Communicaciones match on. That's happening now, Tom. So, so, oh, my God. Recap, Tom. Uh, NYCFC came with 3-1 aggregate. It was 1-1 at the half. Now it's 4-2 Communicaciones with six minutes left. But and all they goals, need is one goal to win. Big goals are still good in, in CONCACAF Champions League. So right now we're still so, advancing. So they got five minutes. Wow. Five minutes of holding. Five minutes of holding. This so we'll really, see if, if uh, this really has a has the potential for a pretty yeah. Question, choke. question, Bjorn. Bjorn. Yes. Is MLS one of the best leagues in the world if it has problems against clubs in Guatemala? I'm just going to throw that question out there. What? <laughs> is is, is MLS is who MLS, says MLS who says 
MLS is one of the best leagues in the world. MLS hey. does. Is MLS on track to be a top 10 league? Listen, they struggle against clubs. You know how these CONCACAF away games go, man. These things oh, it's CONCACAF's fault? These, Those four goals things, were CONCACAF's fault? Those were good, go solid sideways. goals. These things go sideways quickly. That third goal should not have counted. That was an off. That was offside. I don't understand yeah. by what logic that that uh, that was not called back. Vuk, Vuk, Vuk. Vuk Latinovic is gonna save us. Oh, Vuk, we love Vuk. We're a big Vuk fan here. Well, I'm just saying, if MLS wants to consider itself a better league, it's got to do better against Guatemalan clubs. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't think anyone uh, is. I don't think anyone is proud of this performance. Um, I am. But, uh, I love Guatemala. I love them. Yeah, you're. Uh, you are. Uh, um, in my opinion, it's more about coaching than players. What What is the the national team or the or the club play? Tom, what's more about coaching than players? The the, the leagues. Our problems. Our problems in Concacaf Champions League. You think about the coaching? Maybe. I mean, they they're they're a more informed. Don't you dare blame this on Ronnie. <laughs> I don't know, man. He took a bunch of players <laughs> off, right? I mean, I mean, he's got he's got a lot of reserves out there, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, we took. I mean, we were up two to one. So at that point, you know, yeah. we uh, I think yeah, yeah, he made a quadruple sub, and and we thought we could sort of uh, um, you know get this over the line, and then we gave up. We've given up three goals since then. So uh, well, two and a half minutes left. I'm rooting for you, but all right, let's let's go over the pond real quick because we keep our eye on this. So, Bayern München dropped more points with their yeah, Hoffenheim which you, tie, which I predicted, by the way. Which you, uh, which you predicted. Because yes. I'm a genius. I was going to give you full credit. Also, in kicker today, it turns out Robert Lewandowski had to leave training early today because of an injury. So, but on the other hand, uh, Leon Goretzka is back, and that really should help Bayern. Thumbs up. That's on. Um, what I will say is, I mean, they've been without Leva before. They were like that means just Gnabry steps up and guys like that. But that would be a big blow. So Dortmund is playing Mainz tomorrow for that recovery game. If they win, they'll be within four points of Bayern, which is finally like okay. And they still have to play each other in May, so you know they're getting there. The gap is shortening. It's not as big as it usually is. It's a little bit. It's kind of yeah, thinner. Yeah. It's true. But Dortmund still doesn't play defense. So. Hmm. Yeah, Leon Goretzka had a hip issue. What was Leon Goretzka's injury? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, he was out for a while. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a hip thing. He got a hip injury. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway. Um, that. Yeah, yeah. We got, we, got about, we got about another minute. Another minute here. Let's go, NYCFC. You can do it. Hold it. Make us proud. Well, we're going four for four MLS teams this week. NYCFC has to do its duty. Let's uh, a goal kick. They have a minute left and they have the ball. They got to hold this. Come on, come on, NYCFC. They got to hold this. Man, um, it's very stressful. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Bundesliga. Yeah. Bochum. Bochum lost. Bochum lost, but this. but played pretty well. I think. Uh, I think. Do we do we think Hoffenheim can stay in the top four? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think so. Leverkusen is really. Um, they imploded, didn't they? Well, they they have a bunch of injuries. Like uh, Florian Wirtz is going to be out for a while. He's a very important player for them. And then, um, well, they lost the derby. They had the big derby this weekend. Cone and Cone, I think, won one nothing, right? Or was it one one? 
I just forgot what that was. I saw part of that game. Um, but lo- lose against Cone is a big no-no for Leverkusen. But they drop points. Uh, I think Hoffenheim is on track to have a really good year. Um, or they are having a really good year, just like how Wolfsburg had it last year. Hoffenheim is sixth spot at 44. Leipzig, Freiburg, and Hoffenheim are all tied at 44. Leverkusen at 45. Um, you know what? I'm going to recant it. I think Leipzig is going to get oh that third or fourth Game's spot. Over. Game's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. Congratulations. I just Congratulations. Need a, just need a second here. Oh, you disappeared. Oh. No, you're gone. You disappeared from the stadium with all the fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all so right. one, one for four. Right. NYCFC, it's going to the semis. Do, who do they play? The winner of – do you know who they play? The winner of uh, – The winner of Seattle and Leon. So, oh, so they, uh, so they play Leon. So they play Leon Goretzka or is the Seattle Sounders. So. Yes. It, seems, it seems unfair for uh, – for the for the for NYCFC, for to, yeah. to play us all by himself. Yeah, but he'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. So yeah, that'll be that'll be um, good luck to that. It's looking, you know, knock on wood. Maybe Seattle can pull off. Could be an all MLS semifinal. That'll be cool, I mean, which guarantees three, three zero. So you would think that's pretty safe, but like after watching this, <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. Was it so? What was the aggregate? Oh, it was tied. It was just NYCFC had one more away goal, the, right? Yeah. Oh, so. Without the rule, it would have gone to overtime. Interesting. I've never, Max says, I never loved away the away goals rule more. Yeah, I agree. true, true that, true that. But you know, we talked about this the other day. I'm, I'm, I think it's a good rule. I'm not against the away goals rule. Um, so real quick in Europe, Man United was eliminated today under Ralf Ragnick and Chris Armas. Yep. Their problems, just no one can fix Man United. Uh, Ajax Amsterdam was eliminated today from Benfica. Good on Benfica. You'd think Ajax were going to get that done. Good on Benfica. They're probably the little underdog left. I mean, it's just a bunch of big clubs in Benfica, pretty much, right? Bayern destroyed. Real Madrid was able to defeat PSG. And people yeah, tell how well, crazy of a collapse pretty, that was. It's this like... Is, this is not a, within the Schnitzel Boys' uh, uh, purview, the... Spain, Spain versus France, but that was a that was an incredible. That was well, incredible. Tony, Tony Kroos and um, uh, what's his face were there? Um, yeah, Julian Tilo, Draxler. Julian Draxler got yeah. a little. He got a little time, and uh, yeah, Tilo Kera plays for PSG. Tilo Kera was there. Yeah, and then Kevin Trapp used to be yeah, there. Yeah, lots of Germans. You know, there's, there's of Germans. Germans. There's Germans involved. Yeah, in Europe. So Champions League, all the big boys, right where they belong. Uh, uh, and PSG disappointed again because PSG is just a big party in Paris. <laughs> it's not a focus club. They didn't lose by a lot in their defense, but it's just a, you know what are you supposed to do with with um, with Barcelona's um, trash? With Barcelona's trash, <laughs> what are you supposed to do with the trash? Anyway, wait a minute. Who said that? Some stranger came in and said that. Um, so Dortmund minds tomorrow. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how did Stuttgart play over the weekend? Did they get another? I know they won three two last they got week. Another tie, I believe. A tie. Oh, last minute tie. They got a last minute equalizer, yeah, if I remember. On the, on the road at Union Berlin, not a bad. Yeah. Not a bad no, good result because Berlin, despite them having a rough winter transfer period, they sort of picked themselves up and had a little bit of an unbeaten run for a bit. Mm-hmm. So Union Berlin, just you can never count them out. And Stuttgart hosts Augsburg next week. Um, on Saturday, which will be big for them because you think that you know it'll be a good game, but they 
Stuttgart is finally picking up some points, get themselves out of the doghouse. So good for them because we're rooting for Pellegrino Matarazzo. Pellegrino Matarazzo. Yes, we do. Fu- future but U.S. Still, men's national team coach. Still in a still in a, in a relegation spot. On the relegation the spot. Play, they're in the playoff spot. And Hertha in free fall fired their coach. Tell tell talk talk to me about that. Torkut. I think he was hired only a few months ago. Literally, he was hired right before Christmas mm-hmm. and did nothing. And they fired him and they hired Felix Magat. <laughs> Felix Magat, who was once upon a time probably the best coach in Germany when he was coaching Bayern München and he coached Wolfsburg to a title. He coached Stuttgart to a title. That was a um, time ago. long time ago. He was a Hamburg player back in the day. Felix Magat is the offspring of a Puerto Rican U.S. soldier. Did you know that, Bjorn? I do not know. I, I I knew you would have something. Yeah, because uh, 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 Felix Magat, um, Felix Magat uh, is sort of if if he was if the U.S. Men's National Team were as active as they were in the early seventies, there's a chance that they would have like hunted him down and tried to naturalize him, <laughs> play for the U.S. or something, uh, with Puerto Rico being a U.S. Oh, territory. There was like a little article on it. I think I read it back in the day or something. But then he went to coach Fulham. I think he was the first German to ever coach in England. Uh, and but he did not. They did not avoid relegation. I think they were in the championship. Um, and then he coached in China for a while. And then he's been retired for six years. So they're pulling him out of retirement. And it's very interesting because a he is a good coach, but b his methods are are maybe older. Because you're seeing this with coaches that were great in the late aughts, like a Jose Mourinho and like a Louis Van Hall and things like that, have not aged well. Like nowadays, we're not seeing much from those guys. So, like, I'm curious how it will be with Maga. I wonder if his methods are too old or if he can save them or what. So we'll see. We'll see. He's got um, little room for error. He's got eight games to to. Uh, I mean, his assignment is sort of similar to the Fulham uh, assignment to to Jesse Marsh, right? Right. Right. Uh, you have you have eight games, nine games. Save this team from relegation, and and Jesse Marsh is in a much better position. Yeah, he's actually not in a re- on a relegation spot, and he's got a pretty good squad. Whereas Hertha, I mean, they're just a mess. I think Hertha could easily be, and as Hertha's been relegated, they were relegated recently. You know, Hertha should be a bigger club than it is, but they just can't get their act together. So can he save them? Time will tell. I remember when he coached Wolfsburg. He forced the players to do these to these these very odd looking yoga stretches on the field. Do you remember that? Do you remember, I remember oh, before the, Wolfsburg fans and stuff. That was kind of the his, yeah. well, his players had to like lie in the back, and like do this weird thing as part of their training during the game. But this is and, all, this is like the kind of thing. This is like when there was an uproar because Jesse Marsh did a did a huddle. After the yeah, game. which is ridiculous like, because there's a famous footage of Phil Brown doing a huddle with Hull City, and they, they applaud him for that. I mean, and I'm like, it's from England. They did that before, so I don't know what the they're just they're just attacking Americans from being Americans. But Jesse Marsh, that's what you sign up for. And the good thing about Leeds is all they have to do is be better than than the two teams below them. Or there's like three teams in in England that are a little worse than them. I think it's like Norwich, Brighton, maybe, and. One of the other one, Burnley. I don't know, not Burnley, but someone else. And um, they just have to be better than those three, which they are inherently. Wait, so, what? so yeah, it's uh, hold on. Let me look up the. England. No, the, we don't do England. There's just Schnitzel boys. We don't do England here. But let me Watford and Burnley. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. 
He just has to be better than those three teams because those yeah, three teams are even worse off. It seems like. But he I think Felix Magath has a has a tougher assignment. I think all these teams. I agree. Are, are playing pretty well, and uh, I think Stuttgart's going to pick up points. Fürth. Well, I thought was good. I mean, Fürth is. Toast. They're better than Fürth. They're better than Fürth. Really, they just have to kind of find a way to be better than Stuttgart, and I don't see it. I think Stuttgart's in a much better spot than they're yeah, at. I agree. So, so we'll see. Tom, last hot, go, yeah, last hot take Paris. from Tom. You go Paris should get a legitimate shot at U.S. Men's National if he's available. I think. Oh, he's saying Leeds fans. Leeds fans. For the most. I hope that's true because it's not really what I'm hearing. I mean, at the end of that game on Thursday, Leeds fans were yelling, "All we hear is the morning Bielsa back and stuff like that." So, so he has to win over everybody, the media and the fans. I mean, I'm also you- noticing no one's talking about him. Like, I look, I go on BBC to look at the English Premier League review. It seems like no one's brought up that Leeds has a new coach. No one's talking about Jesse Marsh in the mainstream media, I guess. The so. English media is brutal. I mean, I think that's yeah. uh, that's definitely a thing. So we'll see. Hopefully, sensationalist. Hopefully, he'll be, hopefully he'll be okay. But I'm I'm I think it's Hugo Paris. I think there's a lot of you know. Are we just assuming that, that this is going to go? sideways i, I am not a fan and we're gonna need a new coach well we're, we're gonna wait on that till next week next week is the big final push usa review game day yeah i'm it's a worrying final window i'm still feeling okay but 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 i i think it's not a lot of room for error hugo perez i don't know i don't see it i'm not against him i thought he did okay with el salvador but el salvador didn't make it you know I I I think like all U.S. fans, our wish is for Jesse Marsh to be the coach of the team for the 2026 tournament, um, and I wouldn't be against that. But again, Jesse Marsh is a very smart dude. I think he's a good manager. But Jesse Marsh is a high press, high energy coach. One of those things that you have to work with on a club level. A national team that might be a little more difficult to instill that kind of high press. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, this last window is coming up. I'm feeling nervous. I think you should. I think I should because it's three difficult games, and nothing's guaranteed in, in this world of this concrete well, world I mean, of ours. Really, it's the the if you if they win the home game, the, it's all about the Panama game, right? Yeah, the Panama and Florida. Panama and Florida. If we get three points, I think we're okay. The, the goose is pretty much yeah. cooked. Cooked and. Uh, uh, and we should be able to get at least a draw in Costa Rica. I mean, you know, sure, on. he's gonna so he's gonna yeah. run out uh, NYCFC's second team for the Mexico game and save everybody for. Well, we'll talk about it next week. NYCFC's second team. What? I'm saying the the Greg should play should play a a a reserve squad against Mexico and mm. save everybody for Panama. Nah, nah, nah. Screw that. Go down to Mexico, get some points. I say play your best. I say go at it. I mean, we've never beat Mexico in the Azteca for on a competitive qualifying game, and now is the time. Now is the time. You know, we need to beat them four in a row. And if we're going to do it, we'll do it now. Because Bearhalter is so inconsistent with roster selections and tactics. Well, will he bring in Jazzy, who the Columbus crew aren't even playing anymore, and the Columbus crew are, are, are open to getting rid of, by the way. They just said that they'll trade him away. Today, so. somebody was tweeting about yet another number nine who I hadn't even heard of. Um, Bob, Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood. No. Bo, Bo, 
Oh, I should Bethal- have. Bethalda Bagshot from Harry Potter. Should have. Uh, I, I'm going to look it up and we'll talk about it next week. It's, there uh, is some number nine that we, we can't think of his name, but he's a hot topic. And... Well, somebody was, I, it wasn't a hot topic to me, I, but I don't really <laughs> keep up with the, 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 the lower regions of the depth chart. But there was somebody <laughs> saying, oh, everybody's talking about Zardes and Pepe and uh, Peafock, but here is. And I cannot remember his name. I, I'm on the pulse of this, so I don't know who they'd be talking about. Somewhere in there. Well, Here, we'll find Yeah, him. we'll find yeah, He's number eight. Bobby he's number No, nah, not Peafock, but I believe Peafock should be called in. I'm loving Peafock. Bobby Wood has, has kind of, has, has maybe snuck uh, back into the into the conversation, maybe? I would have loved Bobby Wood to come to the New York Rebels. Bobby Wood could have been the next BWP for me. Christian Ramirez. I don't uh, think, I think, I mean, I've, You've heard me say this before. That's I think the Scottish yeah. League is where American. But what I will say, well, die. but it doesn't matter that it's like it's sometimes about confidence too, especially for a goal scorer. So even though Christian Ramirez is scoring it up in a in a in a, in a league that maybe isn't super competitive, we've talked about it before because like maybe maybe it's unfair to talk about how it's less than MLS because. You know, MLS clubs go struggle in Guatemala, where where Scottish clubs go to Germany and destroy Dortmund. So, it's sometimes it's maybe a little apples and oranges, a little unfair to talk about the Scottish we'll league. Sell, uh, but sell. I'm saying maybe Christian Ramirez would be a good shout because he's scoring, he's confident. We need Peafock and Christian Ramirez are scoring goals. Put on a U.S. jersey and bring the confidence on the field. I don't know. Um, I'm fine with that. I, I I would much rather those two be called in than essentially anybody else we have. Matthew Balogun. Hoppy. Balogun. Oh, oh, Balogun, the 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 guy they recently who recently naturalized. Yeah, yeah. Is he the guy that plays for Huddersfield? Tom brought up Florian uh, Balogun, uh, the former uh, the former Berman. Arsenal youth player. Um, Florian ba- Balogun, who plays for Middlesbrough. Right Middlesbrough. Now. On loan from Arsenal because he is an Arsenal on the books, dude. Yeah, he's an English youth international, I guess. Who he was born in New York City, um, but he's from London. Uh, I guess they've convinced him he has he has switched to the USA. Tom's not into it. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. uh, Well, he plays for a championship. Well, again, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, said coming of Christ. He's just some youth player who plays for Middlesbrough. I mean, I don't know. Josh Sargent oh, okay. plays a league higher than him. So uh, this is how it goes, no? With the number yeah. nine I've trained. No, but they have take, to take No, much. but they have to score. All right. Matthew Hoppy scored five goals, three games, beautiful hat trick. Like Matthew Hoppy had some heat. Never heard um, from again. Never heard from again. He needs to come back to MLS. I'll take him. The New York Red Bulls, he should go on loan for the New York Red Bulls. I'll gladly take Matthew Hoppy for the season. I think he'd be great here. Um but there's there's a whole there's a whole minefield of number nines. Bobby Wood, Josie Altador is still around if he's scoring. Um, you know, we have we have a plethora of options. <laughs> None of them are clear cut. None of them are super convincing. But we've got, we've got like twenty guys. I mean, who are your picks for the? Well, you're I, P-Fuck. I know. P-Fuck. Yeah. You're you're a P-Fuck guy. I I um. Well, I mean, I've been known to be a Jesse's artist apologist, not because I think, you know, because it's not his fault that there's nobody better than him. Miguel Barry is better than him. What? Miguel Barry is better than him and playing number nine on well, his club. He's not eligible for the U.S. men's national team. 
Well, I, I just meant in general. It's not as fun. Like, Miguel well, Barry is, is better. Is a lot of people are better. Than like, uh, yeah. uh, Jonathan Lewis uh, was was getting starts for the national team when he right. couldn't get the field for NYCFC. I mean, that's not that's not that's neither here nor there. I, I think it should be PFOC, but what it's going to be, it's going to be Jesus Ferreira, I think, probably against Mexico. Or I something. thought he was, I thought he looked good too. I think uh, he scores no goals. Um, so, I mean, Pepe is. Yeah, he's, Pepe has gone very quiet. So yeah, he's see. not playing. Well, that's what you know. That's what I was saying. All right, he. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Ah, Tab. Who knows? Who knows? All I know is that USA needs to go down to Mexico and try to get some sort of result, which I think they can do. They have the quality for it. Pull a six in great form. Um, unfortunately, Tyler Adams is well rested. He's not playing a lot for Leipzig. And um, unfortunately, we have a, a big loss in Weston McKinney. But Luca De La Torre showed last window. He's more than capable of yeah. filling that role. So I'm feeling pretty okay. Okay. It's going to be very thrilling. So, you know, Germany's plugging along. MLS is getting underway. And the summer of soccer is coming soon. All right. We've All right. got spring and then summer of soccer. Soccer, soccer, soccer. Uh, the FIFA bid draw or whatever for the World Cup is in April. Hopefully, the U.S. will be there. We'll see who USA and Germany play in Qatar. Or Qatar. Um, yeah. Hopefully, the hopefully USA are there, not in the New Zealand playoff. Um, and this then was, this was fun. This Tuesday show. We have a special Tuesday show. Usually, we're here on Mondays, but sometimes we'll switch it up a little I bit. I'm here from coming here from Guatemala City. I'm thanking my security guys for taking good yeah. care of me. I felt very safe. He hasn't moved once. He hasn't moved once. Uh, he's still he's very committed to, to Musa LDLT Acosta. Musa LDLT Acosta from Mexico. Catch you next week, Tom. Yeah, when does the sun set? It's like the sun just stays up and it's just it seems I don't know. I don't understand uh, I don't understand this. I don't know. Anyway, thank you all very much for tuning in okay. to the Schutzel Boys. <laughs> we love it. We'll see you guys later. Tschüss, bis nächste Woche.